Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Our Blues Insider from The Athletic is Jeremy Rutherford. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Just calling in here from uh, Fenton Park, watching my daughter go through uh, softball lessons. And uh, the coach said, let's do it early today before it gets too hot. So. I like that idea. That's good. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, JR, like when you will tweet one fact, there are people on Twitter that will come back and say, like, or, or tweet to you, announce the Blues getting Matthew Kachuk. You see those, right? You see those interactions. Yeah. That so uh, will you, I'm going to say it right now. Announce the Blues are getting Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been times where you, you just wonder, like obviously I'd never do that, but you would just wonder, <laughs> what if I do tweet that? What if what if I have a breaking Blues have acquired? Like This uh, city, I think, would go in, insane. That would be something. And, hey, listen, after yesterday, that actually may be a tweet that we have here in the future. Oh, that would be nice. Before we get to that, back in 1983 at the winter meetings in, I don't remember where they were, but the Cardinals have won the World Series. The Philadelphia Phillies call a midnight press conference and their general manager says, we got Suter. So that's what he's telling all the writers. Come to this press conference, we got Suter. And it wound up being like a guy named Bob Suter that they got from the Expos for a minor <laughs> leaguer. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... um. That's um, I do remember a couple of years ago while we're on this is uh, when the Blues were for sale, I got some information that they were going to be bought by Applebee's. And I said, Applebee's like the restaurant? And, and the person, the source told me, I thought they said, yeah. So I went with it and uh, we had it in the, the paper the next day and then come to find out it's a guy named Steve Appleby. And so, uh, oh, my gosh. A little, a little bit off with that it one. Happens, it happens. Uh, yeah, but you weren't totally wrong, Jer. Okay, let's go back to the, the tweet being a possibility that the Blues acquired Matthew Kachuk. Clearly the Flames want to get a lot for him because he is a star player. So what would it take for the Blues to make this deal? Well, it's going to take a lot for sure, and we, we all know that. But I think um, you, you look at this, and there's so much interest in Matthew Kachuk around the league. Like, if everybody had a shot at him, I mean, you'd have to say that there's 20-plus teams that would try to figure something out, Michelle. But I, I think it's a situation where Matthew's given the Flames the list of teams that he would uh, sign a long-term extension with, and that list is believed to be about four or five teams. Now, I do want to provide some context you know, from the report yesterday. The list of teams that we mentioned yesterday were just teams that we believe Matthew has had interest in at one time. Is that the exact list that he handed the Calgary Flames? No. I believe that there are a couple teams on there that probably aren't on the list that he gave to the Flames. But So it's a situation where you have this uh, short list of teams, and now the Flames work with those teams and through the agent and try to find the deal. 
So the Blues are one of them. So I, I think that what would it take? I think, first of all, you got to keep in mind that you have to move a lot of salary cap. If you're going to fit that $9 million in, you have to have $9 million going out. It's a dollar-for-dollar dollar situation. But no doubt the Flames that have interest in guys uh, like Jordan Cairo, probably even the prospects, neighbors, Bull Duke, but it's going to take a lot more salary than that. And J.R., Obviously, it's going to take Vladimir Tarasenko, right? That's going to have to be part of the deal. And I believe it was on one of the athletic pieces last night that suggested that the Flames would be willing to take on Vladdy's $7.5 million salary for the year. The big question I would have would be, would Vladdy be willing to take on the Flames? So I, I want to be as forthright with this answer as I can because it's a good question. I think it's a situation where, you know, a year ago, I was told that Vladimir Tarasenko would take a trade anywhere. And I said, because we were talking Kachuk at the time, Calgary, and I was told he would take a trade to go anywhere. Has that changed in the last 12 months? It could have. Vladimir's uh, camp you know, has been uh, pretty silent throughout the past couple months. I think it's a situation where they don't want to interfere with anything in terms of a trade being made. I still believe that he would like to be traded. I still believe there's a good chance he could be traded. Would he go to the Calgary Flames? I just don't know. A team without Johnny Gaudreau and obviously Matthew Kachuk wouldn't be on that team either. You know, if he were to go to Calgary and not have a great season and then go into unrestricted free agency, you know, how would that work out for him? I don't know that that's the best option for him. If I had to guess, I would say that he would not go to the Calgary Flames. You know, there's so many different ways this could go. It could be a three-team trade where Tarasenko goes somewhere else, Kachuk goes here, and you know, Calgary gets uh, assets and players from the Blues. So, so we'll see. But my answer would be I would think that he would not do that after such a great season heading into unrestricted free agency next year. JR, obviously we know that Matthew Kachuk has roots here in St. Louis, and if he were to come here, it's likely that he would stay here long term. Is there any other team on that list that you think could have the same outcome for Matthew Kachuk where he might like it there and want to stay there long term? Yeah, and so we go back to that uh, list again. I uh, want to stress that that's not the one that he, that he handed uh, Calgary, but uh, there are teams on there, I believe, uh, like a Dallas, uh, I think Nashville's been mentioned. You know, I know Vegas, but gosh, they have, you know, so many cap issues already themselves. Uh, you know, a team I've heard some of is uh, Florida in the past. You know, could they work out something with Kachuk? You know, the one thing I've heard about Matthew is that he would like to be the guy. And obviously when you're a $10 million guy and you second team all-star last year, 104 points, you know, you're going to be the guy. That's who you are. But I think that's what he's looking to be in an American city. So that's why he wants to move. So I, I think that any of those teams that I mentioned uh, would probably be places that he would be interested in playing. You got some other ones like New York and New Jersey, things like that. But can New York do it with the cap? You know, would he want to go to New Jersey? The one thing maybe you keep an eye out is New Jersey. Uh, Tom Fitzgerald is, is a relative of the Kachucks. He's the GM there. And also there's some other connections with the Devils. JR, is there any prospect that you think is off limits in these conversations with Calgary? You know, I, I think when you're talking about Matthew Kachuk, it's it's too hard to put a prospect off limits. You know, I've thought about that question. You know, would they hesitate to give up a stick neighbors? Uh, I know they like him. I don't think they would hesitate. Zach Bolduke, you know, that they're really high on him. This is a guy with a, a ton of skill. You talk about the first-round pick they just made in Montreal, Jimmy Snuggerud. Uh, you know, great player, can't be off limits. I don't know that the Blues have a player that could be off limits. And, and the thing is, it's going to take more than that, I believe, if you want to 
make this deal happen, Michelle. I really do think it's going to take one of those prospects that we just mentioned. I think it could take a first-round pick. I think it could take a Jordan Cairo. And as mentioned before, you're going to have to uh, move some salary, whether it be a Kruger, a Tarasenko, or, or somebody like that. So I, I don't think that the Blues can not pull the trigger on this trade because there's a prospect that they want to cling to. JR, one last thing from me and the Athletics reporting yesterday that – a trade is likely to happen before his arbitration date, which would be scheduled between July 27th and August 11th. That's pretty quick. And somebody, it, it seems like any of those teams outside of Dallas is going to have to clear a lot of cap space. And I don't know that Dallas has the assets when you talk about how much Calgary wants back in return to go out and get a guy like Matthew Kachuk. It seems to me like it's going to take a little bit of time for this to come together. Now, if you and I were doing the negotiations, if you were representing the Flames, if you were Brad Traveling and I'm uh, Doug Armstrong, we could get it done in five minutes. But for whatever reason, <laughs> hockey teams hockey teams seem to take more time. Yeah, no, from a uh, you know moving cap uh, these for these teams, it is going to take some time. You know, the one thing that I think is kind of funny is every year about this time, I get an email that says when the arbitration cases are going to be heard. And so this email, you guys, it, it's got all the, the, the players who have cases upcoming, and it'll say Matthew Kachuk, and it'll say August 3rd. And this is like a throwaway email. Nobody usually cares about it because <laughs> what it, you know, it, it's just arbitration hearings. But this is really important because you mentioned the window. So we're going to get an email in a day or two that's going to say, here's the players and here's the date of their hearing. And Kachuk's, as you mentioned, could be any time July 27th, through August 11th. It could be the 11th. You don't know. That's going to be a big deal in this case because it's going to give them more time to make this trade. From everything I've heard talking to sources, they expect the trade to be done before his arbitration hearing. So many things happen once uh, you know you have that hearing. Uh, there's a reward made. The contract set in stone. It has to be done before that hearing. But right now, as of uh, our conversation, we just don't know the date of that hearing yet. JR, you enjoy that practice, and we always appreciate your time and your hard work. And we advise everybody to follow you on Twitter. And if they haven't subscribed, for whatever reason, I don't know why anybody wouldn't have subscribed to The Athletic by now, but you should because you're going to be all over the Matthew Kachuk story like you have been. Appreciate the support, guys. Hey, good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, sir. That's our friend Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic, our Blues Insider on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.